Right, so good morning. Or afternoon. Yeah. Perhaps evening, even. Evening time. It's sometime. Sometimes I listen to podcasts to put me to sleep. I hope people don't do that with ours. I don't... Well, we are kind of soothing. Yeah, I guess. Well, I snort a lot, so I don't know if I'm that soothing. And in that last episode, I got kind of animated. Yeah. It's a hit or miss, so you probably wouldn't trust it to fall asleep to. Right. Yeah, inconsistent. Plus, then you get the commercials in the middle, and you'll be like, oh. Ah. What? Yeah. I'm up. But here we are again. I know. Thank you for coming back. Ah, uh, I can't sing that thing yet. I can't even say that thing yet, can I? No, we got to wait another season, don't we? Well, didn't you say once a season? Uh, Twice a season? I mean, I'm fine with whatever. You got to be yourself. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I won't do it now. Though. All right. And we're we're gonna do some more idioms. Yeah, more idioms of um of a you know a, you know a ilk that we pick. Yeah. So wait. Uh, so. You know what it sounds like, Jay? It sounds like you're hemming and hawing. Yeah, I guess I was kind of hemming and hawing. Hemming and hawing to hesitate, to stammer, to shilly shally. <laughs> <laughs> I had that one on for fun. Yeah, because it's, it's fun. I mean, to say, to say, and that's what we—that's what we are. This is who we are. We love to, you know, we we play to our senses. We make things that taste good. We make things that sound cool. We look. We like to say things that are fun to say. Shilly shally. Shilly shally. Yes, hemming and hawing. Has anything to do with sewing? It does not. All right. I like that. I like where your head is. Well, oh, I, mean, I could have made it a misdirect. I did two misdirects last one. I don't want to keep that. Yeah, up. you yeah. can't always do nah. that. Um, as fun as it is to say hemming and hawing, because it is also fun to say that, the origin isn't as fun. So just just enjoy the thought you had before we jumped in. <laughs> No, yeah. it's, it's fine. Well, m- bandy about was like that. It it really was fairly straightforward, but yeah. it had a little had a little story to it. You know, whatever. Sometimes they have no story. It's just like here it is. Yeah, for sure. And this one kind of ha- is that when you when you take it apart, you know, you're like, oh yeah, sure. The I'll so just I'll just hop in. I will stop hemming and hawing. Yeah. I will stop hesitating and stammering. Um, the dictionary of idioms uh, leads me to believe that the word hum has been used as an inarticulate syllable in hesitant speech since the days of our good friend uh, Chaucer. So, Middle English days, at least 1500s or earlier. Um, uh, yeah, which, uh, right, inarticulate syllable. In, and <laughs> 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 uh, The Dictionary of Clichés by, I believe we say Christine Ammer. Yeah, she, she comes she, up oh, a yeah. lot. Yeah, we, we reference her. send her some chocolates or Honestly, something. Honestly, yeah. Um... She says that the expression is uh, imitative sound. The, the hemming part of it is, a, is an, an imitative sound made to clear the throat or a slight noise to attract attention, mm. as one might say, a hem, you know? Yeah. But like the, <clears throat> Oh, shut up. Side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because people will say a hem. Right. Right out loud, yep. those things, when they're, being overly playful about right the throat clear you're like you right i've i was talking or you interrupted me or i'm gonna just plow right in here and no matter what yeah <laughs> yes exactly the the basic meaning of uh of hem uh according to the oed is an interjectional utterance like a slight half cough used to attract attention give warning or express doubt or hesitation 
basically the saying ahem, like like we just said. But that's not the same thing as the way as stammering and shilly shally. No, it's Is it? No, you're right. You're well, in a way you are, because when you you could be clearing your throat or, you know, like <clears throat> not not trying to seek attention, but they're using it in a sense of a verbal utterance that's not a word, but you're you're not speaking, but you're kind of making some noises. Like, you know, like stammering or something. Right, but uh, it's just why you're doing it. Like, um, but anyway, go on. I, I, I'm no, going right. to derail. I'm you're just, fine. I'm just trying to think like how, like, uh, um, that's hemming and hawing. Right. But <clears throat> I usually would use that to maybe interrupt someone or right. to suggest that what they're saying is speaking over over my time or uh or they're saying something I don't agree with I don't know yeah you know no what I mean right yeah well that's a that's the sense the, the 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 difference is that the word ahem is an actual word used to attract attention uh rather than producing the sound hem itself um you know exactly you use ahem in situations where you're you would want to get someone's attention. I use a hem to keep the shoes off my pants. I use a hem to keep the pants off my shoes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, the verb to hem, uh, meaning to make the noise, dates back to the 15th century and is echoic in origin, meaning that, you know, it's the sound is the word. Like onomatopoeia, which is not... The sound or the word. What the hell? You know, the... Sure. Right, a hem is close to hem, so they're like, yeah, right. it's, it's an echoic in origin is what they call that. All right. But it's onomatopoeia, like a buzz and a... Whatever. What's that? It's <laughs> fun to whip it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the word haw dates back to the 1600s uh, and is also another echoic kind of style word imitating a sound. Um according to the OED anyway. Um, and it's progeny, I guess, is the uh or ha or um, but it's essentially that same feeling. Like they use the ha as that kind of thing. Does that make sense? As an interjection or like a, hmm? Like yeah. ha? <laughs> See, the ha is tougher for me. I don't know. Yeah. And then the ha also crosses over to that donkey thing or to laughter or hee-haw. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> you got to make me say it. Yeah. I mean, so, sure. Right. But this it's it's older than the yeehaw in 1600s. We're still back in Middle English. But we had donkeys. Sure. I've never heard a donkey say ha, but I, I guess they do. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> um, I don't think they say ha. All right. I'm not sure. Never also been around a donkey, personally. Um... Uh, but the the first version of this expression that sort of equates to the current use um, is found in the writings of the English Tudor priest John Paulsgrave, I'm saying, in the, a 1530 writing clarification of the French language. Like, wow, I was just mo there. Yeah. Of the French language. <laughs> huh. um, he hummeth and hayeth and will not come out withal. Holy mackerel! Yeah, fifteen thirty. Well, there's your there's your money right there. Right. 
the but the basic idea is that the, the you know the phrase is imitating the sounds that you make uh, when you're stammering or searching for words or trying to get attention. Uh-huh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So yeah. So that's it. That's it. I mean that that is concise. It's uh, it's hemming hawing. It now, there's no hemming and hawing about the definition of hemming and hawing. That's ironic. It's uh, not as luxurious as one might assume. Because I I was kind of like hoping for something. But it's more just like, no. We say ahem, and we kind of make calling noises. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that... I don't have a transition no. for this, but um, I have also a really simple one today, dear listeners. This one is uh, butter up. Butter you up. Butter up. Butter me up. Yeah. All right. So... Here's the thing about butter up. It's sailing, isn't it? Ha. Uh, so, wow. No. Oh, I was like, I don't want to spoil it. Wait, was I right? No. So, butter up. It's funny about this. Ha ha. <laughs> exactly. So, you would say, uh, you know, I'm going to flatter, seek a favor by yeah. excessive praise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, I would say that. You'd say that, right? Yeah. To mm-hmm. describe butter somebody up. And I have uh, some reference of it as far back as uh, 1884. It's always sort of meant this same sort of thing. If I, I, if I came in, like I, I'm, I'm hoping that you'll help me with the internet at my house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I came in and... Um, I don't know what what the hell kind of treats you like, but I had those treats right, right. Yeah. every day. Maybe some kind of Kit Kat bar or some kind of yeah. Tostito product. Yeah. I mean, I'll go for a tortilla chip. Yeah, yeah. So, and you'd be like, well, "Yeah, it's nice you brought those in, Jay." Yeah. I'd go, "Yeah, you're welcome." Hey, by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Yeah, you buttered me up. Buttered you up. Yeah. Um, Get me ready for. It may ask you a favor, right? So, and and any sort of form with that, you know, if a, if a, trying to get a good grade from a teacher and you, you know, tell them what a great teacher they are all the time, whatever. So there were a few amateur lexicographers uh, that chimed in uh, at various points of me digging around trying to find any more to this, and um, they went nowhere. There was an odd, odd one that someone suggested that it was purely sexual, and and said, "Well, yeah, I've never heard of someone trying to butter up a guy." Right. I'm like, no, that's that's blatantly not. That doesn't sound true to me. He butter I, for through my course of my life experience, you use it. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. I might want to butter up a girl, sure, but I butter up a I yeah. butter you up. To Everyone help me with the internet. Everyone's getting buttered. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, and then there were some more far-fetched ones uh, that that don't merit that were, you know, stem from uh, modern-day things. I'm like, how how can you suggest that it comes from something from 1969 when we have documented use of it back to the 19th century? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are you saying? Yeah, yeah. Some people's kids, you know. Yeah, come on, guys. You just, uh, just look. So, yeah. So I mean, 
exactly who the first person to use it. I don't know. And you know, it's funny, just yesterday... I was reading this news, and, and, and some of our listeners at Time to Kill and reading random news articles may have also read this. Or if you're from uh, uh, Great Britain, maybe it, it was a big uh, hoo-ha where you are. But this gal, I think her name's Nigella Lawson. I think she's like um, some cooking show woman like we have here. She's big, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Some yeah. kind of big deal cooking show woman. And she uh, apparently caused a kerfuffle, right, Uh, by saying that she butters her toast twice. And somehow this is really not not proper or it it stirred up like a whole thing, it turns out. I was reading in this uh, little news blurb. Like both sides? What do you mean? I thought that too. I thought, well, it must be both sides okay, because right. that's kind of dumb. Because now, now any way you pick it up, your fingers are getting greasy. Like you can't leverage it. Oh, I'd figure it out. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. But <laughs> no, it was that she buttered it twice. All right, same uh, side. Same side, yeah. Once to do, once to like get it down in the cracks and then second because she likes more butter. <laughs> For sure. And I'm like, that's fine. She should have her cholesterol checked. But aside from that, um, that's what she likes, you know? But right. this, I mean, ca- this caused a stir. Okay. You can't do that twice. What are you, crazy? But it's funny that Was that, that just stir? happened. Yeah. yeah. Because in the end, that's all it is. You know, you have a rough, you have a rough surface, a rough relationship. Uh, a rough, you know, metaphorize it however you want. Yeah. <laughs> and you put some butter on there and it softens it and it fills those holes and makes it sweeter. And that's all it is. Yeah. I, there's nothing else nothing to, to it. Nothing to it. <laughs> You'd like there to be. And in some of these that we think there's nothing else to, and yeah. then you, you turn so, over a stone and shazam. Bam. But in this one, no, I got to tell you what, nothing to do with Marlon Brando. It's just strictly this. Smoothing over a rough surface. Butter makes it good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree. All right. Yeah. Well, we can butter ourselves up and slide on into these ads. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's slide. Support Whole Nine Yards and make your life easier with Instacart. Online grocery shopping made simple. Instacart connects you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores in a single order. Products you love from local stores, hand-selected based on your preferences. Many items may be delivered in as little as an hour. Instacart helps to save you money on your favorite items and recommends new products that you might also love. Instacart, the most convenient way to shop. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by the Roberto Clemente Museum. Located in a restored engine house in Pittsburgh's revitalized Lawrenceville neighborhood, the Clemente Museum is a showcase of the largest exhibited collection of baseball artifacts, works of art, literature, photographs, and memorabilia related to Roberto Clemente and his life in baseball. Shop the store for clothing and other items featuring the iconic 21 logo and purchase tour tickets for the museum at clemenemuseum.com. Enter promo code W9Y21 for a 10% discount on hats and tees. That's clemenemuseum.com, promo code 
W9Y21. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one show award-winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post-production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at bigsciencemusic.com. That's bigsciencemusic.com. So that was fun, that Instacart thing. Yeah. I know. They got that they got that thing you delivery. Just, you just and go you and then they bring it they yeah. That shop for you? Yeah. It's nice. And they got stuff at my door. Right there. Right there. Nice. <laughs> That's living. Um so we're back with more idioms that will figure out what the umbrella is. Maybe. Maybe. What do you have? Ah, I don't know. Does the cat have my tongue? <gasps> mm-hmm. Perhaps the cat has got your tongue. Ha. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, hey, cat got your tongue. Yeah. I, hey, Ray. Huh. Oh, yeah. Huh. Cat got your tongue, huh? Sure, right. So what's that mean? It means I'm, I'm not talking. I'm not offering anything to the conversation. Yeah. Being very quiet. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. One one of the little nuggets I dug up, I'm sorry I have no one to credit this to, that says that is directed at anyone who was quiet when they were expected to speak and often to children who were being suspiciously unobtrusive. <laughs> What's your angle, kid? Yeah, you're being nice. Yeah. <laughs> what is up? But, um... All right. Th- this one... Uh, this one is, is has has no solid oh. definite although I'm spinning over here like what could it be I've never, yeah there's some evidence that shows that one of them that that um people like a lot and I was hesitant about for a while as I researched I came around to going ah all right okay maybe yeah um but anyway we'll get to that but initially one thing that it isn't, and and uh, you'll find this a lot if you go looking, mm-hmm. but in ancient Egypt, it is rumored that you know hmm. uh, those who told lies had their tongues removed and they were fed to the cats. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I like that. It's fun. Yeah, it's but fun. But there was there's no um, nothing. No. I got nothing. Yeah, no. I, mean, I know the cats were highly regarded. Sure. As they should be. Uh, yeah. But no pictures of uh, no. cats eating tongues. Okay. No tongueless people. <laughs> Hanging around with a bunch of cats. Hanging around <laughs> trying to get their tongue back from nope. the cat. Hey, give me that, you, because they will take some stuff and run with it. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. It doesn't seem to be that. There's nothing anywhere uh, supporting that. Um, the phrase itself seem to materialize in our um, consciousness in mid-19th century. It was in print in mid-19th century for sure. Okay. But uh, those printings uh, read in a way that this phrase is already familiar. The oh, audience okay. knows they it. They know what it is. All right. So perhaps a bit earlier, 
early 19th century, maybe. It's hard to say. However, there is some chance that it metamorphosized from a French idiom, which I am not really going to attempt this one. All right. What's the translation? The translation is, I throw or give my tongue to the cat. Nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seems pretty, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I want to get more into that one. Yeah. But, you know, not right now. Uh, okay. So, um, <laughs> and then there's the, the other one that we forget that's kind of obvious, which is like hold your tongue. And uh, permutations of hold your tongue date well back uh, to Middle Ages, you know? So, oh, okay. You know what I mean? No, all I knew, those yeah. versions of that, you know? Yeah. They were big with the tongue stuff back then. The tongue meant speaking, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that, there's a lot of tongue talk. <laughs> and, and, you know what I mean? Little, yeah. little quick witticisms about the tongue and all that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, a man who hath two tongues is is not a man you can trust. Oh, that's nice. You see what I mean? Yeah, I like that. Uh, ha ha! A, a a well-spoken gentleman may be said to be ever on his tongue's end. <laughs> All right. I don't know quite how to translate that, but that's. Yeah. And then naturally. <laughs> It gets over to America and things things just go right <laughs> right crude on you south. straight away, right? Yeah, sure. Um, early nineteenth century, I I guess to sort of um, be you know mean with somebody, ball them out maybe, uh, is to give someone a lick with the rough side of your tongue. Okay. Yeah, like I mean a, you're gonna yeah you're gonna wag at them in an angry way. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna yeah. Well, I knew what you meant. Yeah, sure. So. So yeah, lots of tongue stuff. There's a lot more, but they go, you know, down all this path and that path. And what we're concerned with the cat, we're throwing. I throw my tongue at the cat. <laughs> you really, uh, yeah, yeah. We both regret that I didn't fully explore that I French do. one. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'll get back to that. Keep saying it. No, yeah. So here's here's the one. I'm gonna bring it home with this because this is this is where I said nah. Not gonna buy it, and then you go, oh wait a minute. So this kept coming up a lot, and it was too cute. And then has mm. almost mm. no um, proof anywhere. But then I was rewarded for my digging with a kernel of proof. It's funny I'm talking about. Uh, I'm about to talk about ships, and I said <laughs> kernel. You know, in playing Stratego, I always think of one of those guys as being a colonel. And -hmm. he's got that little poof at the top of his, like, cool helmet hair. Yeah. Head, you know, that thing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, man, I'm down a lot of road here. Um, (laughs) I have Stratego. Yeah, Stratego. That could be fun on a a rainy night. Yeah. So it is enjoyed to be said that uh, in the English Navy... That if you were uh, uh, fell out of favor with your superior, uh, and I guess you'd you'd have to um, fall out, you'd have to do something pretty pretty bad. But uh, you were whipped, um, and 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 it wasn't with a cat of nine tails, oh. but it was 
I guess originally it had been a cat or nine tails, but then if you're out to sea for a, how long is that going to last? So yeah, they just had these tails. multiple ended ropes that they beat you with that were reminiscent of cat or nine tails, and so they just called you, they called it that, you know? Sounds like the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a rope with extra ropes on it, but it's not a cat of nine tails. <laughs> well, it's not, right? No, sure. Yeah, I just, yeah, from a from a layman's perspective, I'd probably call it that. All right. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's not. No. Yeah. And then so so they were beaten with this, yeah. and then um, I don't come across a lot of beatings no, with my research. I don't know how. It's been a couple of these last ones. Yeah. And then, you know, the... You know their fellow uh, non-beaten passengers uh, would uh, chide them with uh, with the joke, "Cat, what's the matter? Cat got your tongue?" Referring to the cat of nine tails, and now these these poor fellows are 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 chased. You know they they they're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just mean. Well, sure, but people are mean. They're you know? mean. And yeah. then we're talking back in the you know eighteen hundreds. They were yeah. probably meaner. Wow. Um, so no proof, no proof, no proof, no proof, and then <laughs> don't drink and drive. So I, I, and then I find a drawing. Oh, um, okay, and it's and it's um, someplace in Australia from 1836 of a prisoner being flogged. Yeah. On what seems to be a, a vessel of some sort. Yeah. With a cat of nine tails. Okay. So. Could it be? Could it maybe be that one? Maybe. Uh, but that is the only proof. No <laughs> journals, no ship records, no anything say that. Yeah. You know, talk about it in that way. Mm-hmm. So since no one documented it, yeah. but it's an odd expression to not have some damn yeah. direct correlation to something. We don't know. Maybe, maybe it could have been the Egyptians. And, and why are they taking the time? to write down that they fed those people's tongues to the cats that you know you're not going to find tongue bones in a in a cat leavings yeah <laughs> sure or, or what do you fossils or or mummies or anything now right so uh huh and you might not yeah all right so that is cat got your tongue sorry but that's where it left me I throw my tongue at the cat. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I think it was to the cat. I to think the I, cat. I yeah. throw my tongue to the cat. I think I think that that's a critical distinction, which seems to suggest I'm not going to talk. I'll let the cat, cat. talk for me, yeah. which means the cat doesn't talk, so neither no of one. us are going to talk. I like that one. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah, now you just have to pronounce it. Uh, I'll look it up and try. Okay. <laughs> so have you what? Uh, I have listener thoughts. Oh, I love listener thoughts. Yeah, it's nice to have the yeah. interaction. Uh, this one comes to us uh, via email, not via the social soci- meds. I but do you can- hope that they, they, they haven't given us the rough side of their tongue. No, one's buttering us up. No, okay. yeah. no, no. But you can get to us at other... Non email, which is whole nine yards pod on Twitter and Instagram, and whole sure nine can. yards podcast on Facebook. Sure can. Um, I requested thoughts in the in an episode where we did world, well, the world is my oyster. I said that there there are many theories on the the Shakespeare breakdown of of that, 
or what what Shakespeare was intending to to mean. And yeah. I I had I had postulated a more violent aspect of I'm gonna get get my riches. Spoiler, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't listened to World is My Oyster. Well, it aired already. I'm sure. Why but it's an out of sequence? I mean, who, maybe you, maybe you, just, you can. Yeah. It's definitely no, there's not topical, except those Halloween ones. Yeah, but you, exactly. But so you could listen to the Halloween. Sure. One. If you didn't. Any time of uh, year. Spoilers, you're going to, they're going to be spoiled. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was postulating or saying that theories were that Shakespeare was saying it's, you know, it's a more violent. I'm going to take my sword. And I'm going to go and get that wealth. Billy Spears. <laughs> Billy Spears. <laughs> but I was curious. No. So I asked people for feedback if they had any thoughts. And uh, an expert wrote back to me. And this expert happens to be my dad. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Billy Shakespeare really was a family friend from my childhood. That's nice. all. Wow. You're old. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was, you know, he, he, he knows it backwards and forwards. And, uh, and he was happy to teach us, or at least talk to us about it. And I don't remember any of the Shakespeare stuff. But uh, um, he writes in where I was saying that it, it sounded like Shakespeare was saying more of a violent end. Uh, my dad writes uh, that he would view it more as having all the opportunities in front of, of Pistol, the character that says it. Uh, opening an oyster can be akin to taking a chance that provides options. Something good uh, to eat. Or something valuable, a pearl, or some, or both, a pearl and something good to eat. So, an expert in the field, as I would say, um, thinks that it is, like you said, more, less violent and more. It fits the phrase that we use it more of an opportunity sense and not of a violent meaning. Is that clear? Yeah, I mean, to, to that he was not going to go slay people right. for riches. He was going to. Uh, hunker down and and use fortitude to create opportunity. Yeah, he says use his sword, but in in this interpretation, the sword means skills. Gusto. Gusto. And, and, yeah. yeah. Use use my abilities to uh, to to go and and take risks, take a chance, and and to earn a reward. So thanks, Pop, for writing in and uh, and offering your thoughts. Well, go figure. Yeah. Uh, a thing like that. A thing like that. <laughs> well, that's dang fine. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's the previous maybe episode. Yes, it is. It's, it's going to air before this one. Yeah. So if you didn't get the what this is to. Yeah. That was that was kind of a a, a fun episode. The world indeed. is my oyster. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think some of most of our episodes are fun. I like to think. <laughs> so, <laughs> with that. Yeah. Happy New Year. It's not really there yet, right? <laughs> no, we still got a little ways. You could listen to this in April, too. You we could, don't know. Which, you want me to say the New Year thing that I always say about April? Yeah, the Druids or something. Well, yeah, Pagans. Yeah. April Fools. Or should we just save that one? Yeah, let's save that I'll one. save it. You guys Forget. are going gonna to find out what Forget. April Fools is. All right. Yes. I am Jay. And I'm Ray. And, and we, we are, are not idioms. idioms. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music.